0: I know many of us have done so well that we are actually sweating, but the AC is on. Within the next 15 minutes, I'm sure you'll be asking us to increase the temperature, but no problem. Amen. Amen. That's a good sign that we are close to the summer, correct? Amen. Amen. I'm very, very delighted to be here this morning and today actually i'm trusting god not to preach this morning is that a good thing amen, amen. amen. Uh, today all i want to do is just rejoice uh, not really preach amen. but we still going into the word of god briefly i'd like you to open with me to the book of second samuel Chapter 6. <laughs> two weeks ago, we read this passage. Is it two weeks ago? Maybe it's about three weeks now. First Sunday of this month, we read the same passage. And I can see that the Almighty God has really blessed us. Uh, because today, I can see that uh, we really dance like David danced. Let somebody shout Hallelujah! But today, I believe that in the same passage, the Almighty God still has much more to pass across to us. So, if somebody is there, I would like you to read from verse thirteen. Um, actually, from yeah, Second Samuel chapter six, from verse thirteen. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had
1: gone six paces, that he sacrificed oxen and planted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Machael Saul's daughter looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling around before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it. In its place, in the midst of its barrack, that David had erected for it, and David offered burnt offering and peace offering before the Lord. And when David had finished offering, finished burnt, offering, burnt offerings and peace offering, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David turned to bless his household, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious are the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to him, It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore I will put the music to the Lord, and I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in his own sight. For as for the servants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honour. Therefore, make all the daughters of Saul have no children to the day
0: of my death. Amen. Thank you so much. A couple of weeks ago we focused on honouring God that David honored God with his dances, And it wasn't an ordinary dances. We look at that word in the Hebrew word and we say it's taking a wild, what, steps. It wasn't an ordinary dancing. He was honoring God with that. But today I will title this message Overcoming by the words of our testimony. Overcoming by the words of our testimony. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, I believe, chapter 12, verse 11. It says, And they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. Testimony is huge. Many a times, we lay so much emphasis on prayer. And there is no problem with that. But the problem is that we do not lay appropriate emphasis on testimony. Testimony is very powerful in becoming an overcomer. When we look at this particular passage, Hmm. David has just overcame. And I will explain to you because he wasn't coming from a battle. But yes, I can say it was coming from a battle. David, a king who was anointed king by the Almighty God, in the process of serving this same God, he asked that the ark of the, of the law be brought to Jerusalem. And there was an uneven on the floor. So the ark was going to fall. Somebody stretched out his hand to help out, and he was struck dead. If you happen to be the king, the head, and somebody just dies suddenly, will you be happy? That's a stigma. David was disappointed. In fact, he felt on his, even to the Almighty God. He was upset. But God, on this occasion, when we are doing your work, and somebody was just struck dead by you, Almighty, not by the enemy, he was very upset. But he went back to God. He went to study and realized, Lord, it's not your fault. Your word is cleared on who are the people that have that are supposed to touch the ark of the almighty God. Your, your word has spelled it out on how the ark of the Lord is supposed to be carried, not put on a cart and be wheeled. And he apologized. He repented. He made amendment. And now he wasn't still sure if God is still hungry he wasn't sure if more people are still going to die but he was just hoping and the Bible says as they take six steps that was enough for David the first step he was looking around who is going to fall and die second step he was still anxious but by the sixth step oh David said I'm ready to share my testimony he said I'm ready to dance I'm ready to sacrifice. I'm ready to offer unto the Almighty God. I'm not waiting till this heart gets home before I share my testimony. David started after what? Six steps. And he overcame. He danced like never before unto the Almighty God. He blessed the people. That's a victory. And then he was turning home to bless his family. And here come an attack. I tell you, the most dangerous attack is the one from your family. Again, the most dangerous attack had the one from your family. When you do something and outside that say, oh, who are you? You are nobody. For most of us, we won't even pay attention. Why? Because we felt like they don't know what they're talking about. But when your spouse says, who, who do you think you are? That means a lot. And I mean that means a lot that can hurt because this is somebody that you felt that's supposed to support you and now he's bringing you down but how did David overcame that testimony in verse 21 it was clear and David said unto Meka, it was before the Lord we choose me before thy father and before all his household to appoint me ruler over the people of the lord over israel therefore will i play before the lord that's the testimony in other words saying the almighty god was the one that chose me when i was nobody how often do you share testimony how quickly do you share testimony are you saying God hasn't done anything to me? He has. He's waiting for you to testify of the ones he has done so that he can do much more. Even when he doesn't ask for it, he expects it. He expects you to share those testimony. The almighty God. He healed ten. One came back. He said it. So said, well... 10 people were healed. Only one came back. What does that mean? In other words, was suspecting how many? All 10 of them. He healed one leopard. And he said, don't tell no man. However, do what? Go to the priest and share your testimony. According to the law of Moses. Why? Because he doesn't want to be known at that particular time. But not now. He wanted to propagate him all over the world that was then and there were some people that would say well I'm sorry Lord Jesus you might ask me not to tell anybody I am telling and you will find that in the scripture there was someone said don't tell anybody don't tell anybody of this oh no way it's impossible and they went And it wasn't laid to them as a sin no because Jesus knows the importance of it he knew the importance of testimony why is that woman so popular the woman by the well testimony what has jesus done not much say hey everybody come and see the one that tells me what everything that i've ever done he become she become an evangelist all of a sudden how not because he was promoted to be an evangelist no why? testimony, all she does was just what? testifying to the goodness of the almighty God I'll tell you my story today I don't want to preach I came to this country I'll say, I, can't, I think I can comfortably say 10 years ago because in a week's time or two it will be 10 years Amen that have been in this country. When I came, God blessed me so much, that within two weeks, I got a job in Walmart. I was getting $7.35. And Walmart is so good that they give me races, you know, like unusually. Like I think within four weeks or so, they had about 25 cents to my pay. And I came to the church to share testimony. Say, hello church, God has done wonders. And everybody was attentive to hear what the Lord has done. And I said, within four weeks, they had a 25 cents to my pay. Thank God for religious people. They said, amen. If I can see that the excitement wasn't there. I was excited. That's all that matters. I was very excited. That was an increase. And then by the time you know, the, the manager of the place commented me, he looks at who did. He says, "Oh wow, this is wonderful, this is great." I shared the testimony of how, how, how they commended me in America. That was great. I shared testimony. When I was riding my bicycle and I had no car at the time, and I don't know much about the love, but all I noticed was that everybody was giving way. I felt so important. I shared the testimony, how prestigious that was. See, I share every single testimony. I share testimony to the point that the pastor was fed up because I share testimony every Sunday. And the pastors actually said one day, as soon as I raised up my hand, he said, well, we don't want updates, we want testimony. (laughs) And I said, updates? No, no, no. Yes, I raised up my hand against testimony. And I still come out and share what? My testimony. Today, look at what God has done he has done wonderfully he has done amazing thing I might not come out here every Sunday to share testimony but I'm telling you I share testimony every single time every opportunity I have I'm constantly sharing testimony every day especially to my pastor I share so much testimony to my pastor that he changed my name or let me say he added to my name he said you know what have calling you favor. That is how much. And many of the time when I call him, he say, oh, hi, favor. Say, hi, pastor. That's how much I share testimony. With testimony, you will become an overcomer. Amen. Don't wait. Don't, don't feel intimidated by people that oh, people will not get excited. I don't, I don't need your excitement. All I need is just testify to my God to so David's wife? What was the big deal? Okay? Nobody died. So what? You brought the ark of the Lord, So what? Is that why you become a kid? That's his impression. She wasn't excited. She was actually upset. I don't care if you get upset, it doesn't matter to me. I'm talking to God. The one who picked me up and set me at this particular level. That's the person I'm testifying before. I don't testify. It's not, That's why when I share testimony now i don't feel bad why because i shared it when they increased me by 25 cents so by the time they start paying me 100 dollars i'll testify without feeling bad because this is what i've been doing it doesn't matter what you think or show off i don't care i did it when you don't expect it when you don't want it so i'll continue to share testimony the lord has been wonderful he's been gracious why not share your testimony that's the way to overcome most of the problems that we encounter the reason why they linger is because we don't share testimony david was going to face goliath this is this is an enemy of a whole nation everybody felt you can't do it and no. king let me tell you i was tending the sheep then I saw a lion and a bear. The Almighty God delivered them in my hand. I killed both of them. See so the same God who have done that would defeat this Goliath and He overcame. Why? Because of His testimony. Many a time we are we focus so much on the problem and we forget about what God has done. If you make testimony and habit in your life, every problem you face, you will be able to say, wow, the God has done that one, he will do this one. Amen. I'll tell you the truth, I'm never afraid of any challenges. That's the truth. My wife usually wonders what kind of a person I am. I'm sure she might, she might think sometimes that I'm not even responsible. No, if you if you happen to be in a shoe, you will think the same way. I mean, what kind of a man will not worry when you are seven months behind on your mortgage? You are one month behind; they call you ten times. Now, imagine when you are seven months behind, you can imagine how many times they're going to call you, how many letters they will have sent to you, and they let you realize that you're going to be kicked out. And every time she asked, what are we going to do? I said, do you have any food? (laughs) I just want to eat. Once in a while when she wouldn't let me do anything and she would ask me, what are we going to do? I said, you know what, hang on, we still have a car. We could sleep in the car. And that doesn't usually go well with her. And this is funny now, but it wasn't funny because she's faced with the reality. But I wasn't moved. I know he has never failed. He will not fail. Amen. I am confident. I know Amen. it for sure. This is not, I'm not just saying it because the Bible says so. No, he has done it before. Will do it again. Because the God we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. If he has done it before, he would do it again. Amen. Maybe you don't know. We are still living in that house up to today.
1: Lord. Hallelujah.
0: Our God is able. Amen. <laughs> In fact, he is more than able. Hallelujah. Besides that, he's a repeater of miracles. See, whatever he has done before, he can do it again. Hey. I'll tell you one more thing. Even if God has not done that before in your life, if he has done it in the life of somebody before, he can do the same for you. Hey. One more. If God has never done it before, in the life of anybody. You know that well, This has never happened before. See, the God we serve is the one that calls those things that are not as though they were. Yes. Do you understand? The God we serve is the one that has this creative power. So, I'm not afraid of anything. That's the simple truth. And that attitude follow me to my place of work, follow me to school, follow me to everywhere I go. Sometimes, once in a while, I just like to vent, you know, to talk. So when I'm talking, maybe it could be school, and I say, "Ah, I haven't done this assignment, I haven't done, she's not bothered anymore, she's a youth, I'm not even worried. Because she has seen God does it over and over and over again. I'll share one more testimony to you. And please, don't take advantage of this and be lazy, Okay. (laughs) In my last semester, the last semester in this school, there are several assignments. I'm sure you all you are familiar with that. Each assignment they have, you know, a particular grade weight. There was one that weighed twenty percent. It's a PowerPoint presentation. I struggled, but I just couldn't meet up with the time. So I emailed my professor and said, please, professor, I, there's no way I can meet up with this thing tomorrow. Please, can you give me a couple weeks to so do it, He said, yeah, absolutely, that's fine, let me know when you are ready. The truth is that I was never ready until the last day of class. And by the last day of class, I wasn't still ready until school was over. So, one part of me is saying huh. NYU is, you can't get below 80% because less than 80% means you failed. So now this is a project that worth 20%. All the ones that I've done, there is no way I can get 100, okay? So if I don't get 100 in all the other ones, it means that, that, that means failure, correct? All right, I didn't even tell her this because, I just keep it to myself. So, but so I was hoping that maybe when she started computing all the grades, I'll get an email or a phone call and say, "AK, okay, I don't know how I can promote you. You are not graduating because you didn't do this or that." But the next thing that I got in an email is that the grades are posted. You know that's scary, right? Okay. So, I went on To check. And by the time I check it, it says A minus. I was shocked. I was dumbfounded. That was when I knew I'm graduating. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But God did it. I don't know what your situation is. I'm not saying you should be slack or you should be lazy. Do your best. But when there's an issue, there's always somebody that you can rely on. He can do anything. He is more than able. He can do anything whatsoever. But testify. Even if it's just that you wake up. You you and I know that it's not ordinary to wake up. It seems ordinary, but it's not. Testify. We know it's not ordinary. Sometimes I joke, but there's a truth in it. When my kids are telling me "Oh, i'm hungry i say, praise the lord because it shows that you are healthy right mm-hmm. because there are people who will not be hungry we need to give them medication to get hungry some people they will not be hungry they can't see it. we have to pass soup, you know into them but that you are hungry you know that you are hungry then god has done something so that you are able to you feel that you are hungry and you are able to eat thank him testify he must might sound stupid testify and it, does, it doesn't even have to be, I'm not saying everything, you have to come to the church and say this, but at least tell somebody. Testify to your pastor. I know I felt when I was told that, you know, I shouldn't be giving up, that I should give testimony. Um, but I just still don't mind. I was like Bartimaeus. The more they ask me to stop, the more I do it. So I know how it felt. So I will not tell you not to share testimony. In fact, we make it a lot easier. You could make it a point of duty every day, every week, every month, doesn't matter. Go to the website, you will see testimony. Go there and put it in. You don't even have to, you can say, I don't want this to be shared, but at least you have shared it with me. Because there is no testimony you share, no matter how lengthy, I will read them and thank God on your behalf. Even if that's all you do, it's important. As long as you share the testimony, it is very important. And there are some of us who say, oh, yeah, um, you know, when I'm done. Uh. David shared testimony after six steps. I'm not saying you should share it before it happened. But when it happened, first step, share it. Second step, share it. Because you need victory to go through other steps. You need it. It's important. And you are in a good environment for this. I haven't seen the best environment, I haven't seen an environment better than this church where you are right now. I was standing right here, two and a half years ago. For those of us who are around who are here, tears were running down my eyes, right here on this altar, because of my master program that was just starting at the time. God used Pastor Moya to minister to my fears at that, on that particular Sunday. And after she finished, I came up here and expressed how dreadful it was to me to do my master's at NYU. But today he has done it. I graduated. I tell this you, is, this is a good environment to try. It's a good environment to try. There's an anointing for success in this church i'm not just prophesying i'm telling you because this is what has been all you need is tap into it that's right you just have to tap into it and you will experience it but as god is doing it testify testify to his glory testify to his doings and you overcome because everything that you see around is a challenge I'm telling you, That's right. being a husband is challenging. Mm-hmm. Being a wife, challenging. That's right. Even kids find that being a kid is challenging. That's right. I'm serious. That's right. When they're telling me, you know, there was something I had last Sunday. We went to a redeemed church last Sunday in New York. And uh, after the service, um, there was a lady that we were chatting with. And I was telling her, Oh, you are very fortunate to have that kind of a pastor, that pastor is caring, is wonderful, and I was saying a lot of things about the the pastor, and she said, oh, she said, well, I know that my dad is selfless, like, you know, he just, that, that's who he is, and uh, Victoria was beside me, and they said, what was the term they said anyway, PK, is that what it is, oh, and they said, oh, PK, oh, so we know how it feels, you <laughs> know, that was pastor's keys. So, when we were living, I'm like, so what is it being pastor's kid? And they go on and on. And okay, okay,
1: okay.
0: I hear you. So, you also have your challenges as a pastor's child. So, so, there's challenges everywhere. At work, there's challenges. School, challenges. Just name it. There's a lot of challenges around us. And many at times we pray. We praise, But try testimony as well. Because when you testify, you are telling God that I, I'm expecting you to do more. It, sharing testimony is, is like if you have done this before, you can do it again. And we will move God to rise on our behalf. Because God cannot afford to be let down. Do you understand? He can't. Because when you testify and say, Lord, because it's like when you are testifying, you are bragging. So you understand? You are bragging about your God. So God cannot afford to be let down. When you say, ah, my God, who has delivered me from that line of beer, will deliver me from this, God say, yeah, yeah. Because he has to see to it, because he cannot be let down. The same thing here. When David say, ah, it was the God that chose me over your father and the whole house of Israel, that God said, okay, I'm with you in that. Yes, I will see to it that you are established that's what testimony does and that's why the bible says in the book of revelation that and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony testimony is key and guess what I share it everywhere now even unbelievers they are interested maybe they won't be interested when I was sharing about Walmart stuff but now it all comes together After 10 years, now they are interested. I've spoken in graduation in the school I work for, I think about four times now. And I've been invited at another college to speak twice. Last week I received another phone call for another graduation in September. I got another phone call to come and speak in graduation in June. And what are they asking me? We just want to share your story. What am I sharing? Testimony. I just tell them what the Lord has done in my life they are inspired they are happy and I have seen few of them that will now send me an email after my talk and say please, this is wonderful, can you tell me more and I guide them in the appropriate way on how to tap into that anointing that's on that way to propagate the gospel but you can start where you are right now be proud of God be proud of what he has done Be, be proud of where you are right now and when you are proud of who you are and the God you have it will take you definitely to the next level I want you to rise up on your feet for a few seconds in the form of prayer reflect on at least one thing one major thing that you know that the Lord has done just reflect on it flashback flashback if you couldn't find anything in the in this year at all, go to last year I just went to 10 years ago right now with you flashback, just reflect in the mood of prayer and just reflect even if it just was just one major thing that you know that there is no way you could have done that but in just reflect on it if you have been able to pinpoint on one thing then make a big deal about it magnify it in your mind in appreciation to the almighty God that one thing begin to magnify it in other words, look at that thing and imagine if God has not done this, where would I have been? Magnify it. Make a big deal about it. If God has not helped me at this particular time, what would have become of my family? What would have become of my salvation? What would have happened to my progress? Who would I have turned to if God has not done that particular thing? Now, from that point, begin to brag of God. Boost up your confidence. Say, Lord, I'm confident. That if you have done this particular thing that I've reflected upon, then I am sure that this challenge is before me, you will see me through it. Begin to use that to brag. Pray. Magnify, Magnify God. Use it as a challenge. David did it. Not once, not twice. He did it. He walked. He used it before Goliath. He walked. He used it with his wife. He walked. So use that. And talk to the Almighty God. Say, Lord, it's not like you are praying. It's not like you are begging. You are bragging. Say, Lord, I am sure. I am confident. Because you have done that. You will do this. Mention it before the almighty God. Say, I'm sure no more fear. I'm no more intimidated. I'm no more afraid. Now I know you are the Lord that can repeat miracles. If you have done something before, you can do it again. Boost up your confidence in God. We have said that even if you have never done it before, the God we serve is the one that can call those things that are not, that does not exist. He calls them out. as see if they have been in existence, and they will respond. That's the God we serve. So present those challenges before the Almighty God right now. Not like you are begging, not like you are praying, but you are farming and say, "Lord, I know and I know that you will do this because you have done it before. Even if you have, you couldn't think of something major that God has done." Think of what he has done in my life. And use that. Say, Lord, you've done this to our pastor. I'm sure you can do it more than that for me. Talk to the almighty God. Brag about him. Talk to the almighty God. He's more than able. He doesn't want your head bowed. He wants your chest up. As a child of a king of kings. Brag about him. Be confident about him. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. He's more than able. He's more than sufficient. Talk to Him.